Possum Podcast. Toot toot. Guess what, Mr. Possum? What? This week, our tee-off time is 9 p.m. Because we're building a nightclub. Tee-off time. All right. Okay. Walk me Walk me through this, I guess. I don't think where it's, I like where it's leading, but just what the heck's going on? Our tee-off time is 9 p.m., Mr. Possum, because we're building a nightclub. Ugh. Tee-off time is for golf. Golf uses clubs. Mm-hmm. 9 p.m. is nighttime. Ugh. This will be night golf, night club. We're building a night club this week on the show. I don't like what you're doing with the intros where they just stink. A golf reference? A night golf reference? We're talking about a nightclub in that state. We couldn't just talk about partying and clubbing. You got to open it up with night golf because it has the word club in it. We have to really fix this. This is a problem. I don't think it's a problem at all, Mr. Possum. I think people are really enjoying these intros. I doubt that. Like, I doubt every bit of what you just said. A lot. To the point where I think you're lying. But let's just move on. I do like the concept for the show. We're going to talk about nightclubs. So when we come back, Mr. Possum and I are going to start describing what each of us would do if we were designing our ideal nightclub. First, paint a picture for us. A night picture. Well, Mr. Possum, the first thing a good nightclub needs to have is a brand. A great name that tells you all you need to know about the vibe in there. Some nightclubs have fancy, swanky names like the Velvet Lounge that tells you the drinks are overpriced and the waitstaff is going to look down on anybody wearing a bolo tie. Well, I don't want any of that stink on my place. Okay, that's a good point. So. What's your nightclub going to be called, then? It's called the Second Double Deuce 2. That tells you everything you need to know. It tells you it's a recreation of the Roadhouse from the movie Roadhouse. And also the fact that it's the Second Double Deuce 2 tells you that it's the second attempt at a recreation of the Roadhouse from the movie Roadhouse. Because the first one went bankrupt. So you also know that this one's going to be a little less ambitious. We're going to have cut a few corners at the Second Double Deuce 2. Second double deuce, huh? Second double deuce two. Oh, I see. So, sounds kind of rough, I gotta say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. It's rough. Are you looking to hire a cooler? What, like Dalton? Yeah. Like the scoundrel Dalton from the movie Roadhouse? No. Lord, no. Dalton wrecked that place. Never seen such a horrifying transformation as what Patrick Swayze did to the double deuce. No, this is pre-Dalton double deuce. A nasty, cheap 
dirty place. Chicken wire cage surrounding the stage and the bar. The way it's meant to be. You know, I, I, I gotta agree with you. It may have been dangerous to hang out at the Double Deuce before, you know, Dalton cooled it. Well, what's life without a little danger, Mr. Possum? Yeah, you know, but afterwards, when you see everybody wearing red golf shirts and, you know, I don't know. I, I Looks like you're hanging out at Target to drink. Yeah, it really does. Everybody just dancing around, having a good time. Practically nobody playing pool. Have you thought about what your staff is going to wear? Are they going to have uniforms or just like whatever? Well, I'm going to hire day workers probably, so just whatever they happen to have on on the street when I pick them up. I got to ask you before we go on, is is there anything someone could wear that would make you say, nope, go home and change? At a, at a nightclub? Yeah. No. Nothing? Nothing. How do you feel about the... No shirt, no shoes, no service policy. Well, I don't think it's constitutional, first first and foremost. I think uh, I think it's an infringement on people's rights to put a sign like that in front of your establishment. Oh, so you're saying I can come in and drink? No, I don't think we're going to allow pests and uh, beasts of the jungle into the, into, the, into the place. Well, you've made a very powerful enemy, Big Al. I'm going to come in your place, and I'm going to have me a good time. Possum, you're too stupid to have a good time. Yeah, you're probably right. Never mind. Tonight, Mr. Possum and I are each designing our ideal nightclub. What we would do if we were in charge of the hottest new night spot in town. And it's Mr. Possum's turn to tell us what kind of crazy, weird nightclub he would design if he was in charge. Mr. Possum? Well, this is pretty much the reason why I want to open a nightclub anyway, is just to do this. I want to have a clear dance floor that you can see through. And at the bottom is a little enclosure where an alligator lives under the dance floor, Big Al. Isn't that a great idea? It seems a little bit dangerous and irresponsible, so I do like it for that. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. And he's just a fan of dancing. You know, you can tell because he's always got his mouth open, just smiling as wide as he can. And you're like, oh, he loves it. You say he's got his mouth wide open. You do know alligators only do that when they're severely distressed, Mr. Possum. Or when they're enjoying a good dance move. Mr. Possum, has it occurred to you that maybe the bright lights and the sound of people stomping above doing the Dougie and the whatnot, uh, that that might be stressing the alligator out and that 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 alligator might actually be living in a kind of, I don't know, weird alligator hell that you've created for it? Well, there's ways around that. All sorts of ways. Either I get me an alligator who likes dancing. You know, I find one in the wild who's already got a pair of tight jeans and dancing shoes on. That way I say, well, this one's, you know, prime ready to go. Or I find an alligator who deserves to live in alligator hell. A really nasty boy. Uh, someone from the alligator community that no one would miss. A real trouble problem child. And then I put him in alligator hell. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, you'd want to make sure that that alligator had been tried by a jury of of uh, peer alligators, like uh, 12, 12 uh, fair-minded alligators. And well, sure. They determined that the right course of justice was for this alligator to be condemned to live in a pit underneath a dance floor. Well, of course. I mean, do you think I'm going to take this alligator without first going through alligator court? Do you think I'm a fool? Yeah. Now, Mr. Possum, you, there's, another, there's one other element of this that I'm worried about a little bit less, but it's still an element. And it is that if your dance floor was to crack or break open or say someone was to do the cool thing where you shoot the ground underneath someone's feet to make them dance, mm. they could split that dance floor right open, creating an alligator pit of sorts that your, uh, that your patrons would fall into, be probably attacked by this very hungry, angry, and potentially uh, criminal-minded alligator. I'm not worried about that, and here's why. Because if that happens, that alligator is going to be outnumbered 500 to 1. My nightclub is going to be packed all the time. I think just the weight of all the humans on the dance floor is going to crush that alligator. No problem. Lickety split. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe this nightclub isn't for you, you know? Your gator's going to gate. Why don't you just stay away? Go somewhere else. Mr. Possum, I, I hate to do this to you, but you sound so naive right now. You sound like a first-time nightclub opener. You're you're already talking like the crowds at my nightclub could smother an alligator. That's what that's what everybody says mm-hmm. when they're opening up their first nightclub. They can't imagine the place will ever be empty. What, you never threatened an alligator before with your business? Boy, oh boy, this nightclub's gonna be a gator smoosher. Maybe that's what I'll call it. Gator smash. It's, it's like it's a game. It's like an eight. It's like an eight-bit game. Gator smash. Yeah. Big Al, continue to paint a picture for us, pretty please. The next thing my ideal nightclub has got to have, and you knew I was going to bring this up, is a single billiard table. Quarter operated, one ball missing, single warped cueing stick sitting there in between drinks on the felt. Ooh, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it, Mr. Possum. I'm confused. I mean, this is a, your fantasy nightclub, Big Al. You, this is your dream boat. How, how come you don't have a couple of nice pool tables with all the balls there? <laughs> Mr. Possum. What? Oh, Mr. Possum, it delights me how little you know about pool. First of all, you want to have a ball missing because it gives your table a character trait. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a golf course, you know. Oh, this is a great table for stripes because the 14 is missing, etc. You know. And you don't want to have good cue sticks available because then anybody will come in and play the thing. And you don't want to have more than one table because you don't want a better game happening nearby while you're shooting the best pockets of your life. You want those eyes on you. So I'm going to glue a stack of quarters to this bad boy and set up shop. Anybody who wants to play has to face me because I'm already on it. I think I like the sound of your nightclub. It's got the feel of a sad old rec room in like a a group of cabins somewhere. You know, they got like one rec room and 
They got like Sega games, but no Sega. And they got Oh, there won't be any there's no screens in here. There's no screens at the second double deuce too. Are you serious? I'm serious. Are you sure you don't want a TV that looks like it works, but then it doesn't? That seems like it's kind of your style. I could I could deal with that. I mean, I kind of like the glow from a late night TV. I mean, don't you want a TV in your office? You say my office. My office is the stool sitting next to the pool table. Really? Yeah. That's foolish. Nightclub owners got to have a tight office. You got to have something where, you know, you can say, come in. You know, and you're sitting there and you're like smoking a cigarette and you're like, what? What do you want? I'm grizzled. Well, the the second Double Deuce one, my previous uh, nightclub uh, experience, I had the nice office from Double Deuce recreated where I'm up, I'm sort of up there above everybody and I can look out over the place. Got kind of addicted to online fantasy football up there and... Uh, and just sort of lost touch with the place and and again went bankrupt. So this time I'm going to be down amongst the people, intermingling with the patrons, setting up shop, also, you know, hustling for dollars at the pool table. I'm sure this will go great. You know, I'm sure and there's lots of examples of like, you know, medieval times where the king didn't have a castle. He just kind of mingled about with the commoners. I'm sure that went great. So have fun. Well, I mean, a, a, a bar owner and a nightclub owner is not a is not a king, Mister Possum. I'm simply a man. You are looking at this the wrong way. It's Mister Possum's turn to tell us something he's going to have at his ideal nightclub. Well, my nightclub's going to be the hottest spot to dance, to move, to flirt, to sip, to chug. But there's also going to be a robe and slippers room. That's right. A place for reckless comfort. You come in, you are given a nice, comfy robe and a pair of slippers that don't have backs on them, like the kind that Ebenezer Scrooge wears, you know? Yeah, just slip-ons. Kind of slip, yeah, slip-ons. Like the kind of slippers that old feller from Pet Cemetery wore when he got his ankle, all, his hamstring or whatever that is cut by that little toddler boy. I think people knew what you were saying with the slippers, like, okay, quite a while ago. Anyway, so you get your robe and slippers, and then you sit in a lazy boy recliner. I'm talking about one that has a kachunkin handle. Something uh-huh. that looks so comfortable. And it looks like something like, ooh, my wife would never let me have this in my house. I better sit on that. Something like that. Uh-huh. Mr. Possum, that room sounds phenomenal. Sounds incredible. I would be asleep in like a minute after walking into that place. Ooh-wee. I would be dozing in no time. I got news for you, Charlie. You better not be falling asleep in that chair. I hope you're kidding. Wait. What do you mean? You're not allowed to you're not allowed to sleep in the ultimate comfort room? No, you don't go to a bar to sleep. Are you crazy? That's just for lounging. That's reckless. I ain't gonna have you falling asleep sitting around like an old lump. Lumps don't buy drinks. Huh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just of a certain age, but you can't you can't give me all that and then not let me sleep. That just seems unfair. I mean, I'll let you sleep. I ain't Freddy Krueger. When you go home in your bed, you can sleep. How are you gonna keep people from sleeping in the uh in the relaxation room? Well, I hadn't thought of that. Maybe I'll let some uh put some bed bugs in the lazy boy so that You're getting bit and itchy and scratchy if you sit there for too long. 
Okay, that's a good idea. Because bed I bugs only bite you when you go to sleep. That's why they call them bed bugs. It's good to have a new business with bugs already in the furniture. That's that's smart. It's forward thinking. I could just make it real hot in there. Nobody likes to sleep when they're real hot. Thank I don't know. Hot hot and steamy in a lazy boy chair. I could see myself I could see myself really dozing off there. Maybe I should put something in there in the chair where it senses if the sitter is asleep. And if they sleep, then the chair just rejects you like spitting poison out of its mouth. Just chewy. And you go flying across the room and it becomes a chair again. That's the jigged. Okay, so an ejector lazy boy chair. So this is just, yep. this room is just kind of a cruel punishment. Kind of a big howl hell where it's a very relaxing room where the chairs all spit you out. Is there going to be any part of your nightclub that's not designed to torture a creature is my question. We'll see. I mean, it's just a matter of perspective. The way I see it, if you go out to the club at night and you ain't ready for some rejection... You just ain't doing it right, you know, because sometimes a lady rejects you. Sometimes a chair rejects you. It's just part of clubbing, Big Al. What you got next for us? Mr. Possum, you walk into the second Double Deuce 2 and you belly up to that bar and you wait in line to ask the barmaid to get you a room temperature Pabst and a shot of bathtub mezcal. And it's taking forever because the bachelorette party in front of you wants five Cincinnati iced teas. That, to me, is the worst part of being out at a bar or nightclub. Is standing there like a dope, waiting for somebody to pay attention to you, looking around and Everybody else in the place still has somebody to talk to. Everybody else in the place still seems to be having a good time. And you're just standing there waiting with like a warm spotlight on you. Like, look at this loser. And that's the the sort of tax you have to pay to get a drink at a place. I hate it, Mr. Possum. Drives me crazy waiting in line for drinks. Okay, so sounds like you're going to hire a whole mess of bartenders try to keep that wait time down. Oh, no, 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 no. No, just one bartender, just the standard one. No, I'm going to have a parrot up there that tells dirty jokes while you wait in line. A parrot? Yeah, I'm going to have a parrot up there at the bar that tells dirty jokes while you wait in line. So it's fun again. So it keeps you entertained while you're waiting. Exactly, exactly right. And you need that to be a parrot, a talking bird? Well, yeah, it should be a bird. Because you don't have to pay a bird, and it's a sort of a fun quirk. I think people, I think people will, people will remember it. People will go, oh, let's go to that place with the with the dirty bird. Well, you don't have to pay the bird, but there is, you know, some upkeep keeping a bird alive and happy. That's interesting. That's interesting coming from a gator smusher like yourself. Well, the gator's only getting smushed in worst case scenarios, and in that scenario, I'm still filthy rich. The, my main problem with the parrot. Is it you got a you got a real talker there? You got a real snitch. You can't keep secrets around a parrot. You're a club owner. You're gonna have so many nasty secrets. Yeah, that's true. I am gonna have a lot of nasty secrets. That parrot's gonna be saying nothing but don't tell the wife. 
Don't tell the wife. Hold on a second. I mean, first of all, you have to be very foolish to do anything incriminating in front of a parrot. Come on, I've seen enough murder she wrote to know that's no good. Do you really want uh, that parrot around, though? Because she's like a goody two-shoes. You gotta be all good around it, because he might tell on you. It doesn't matter if it's accidentally. It's like you're working with a big nerd. What I'll do is I'll have a sort of uh, a dark cone that I can close around the parrot whenever I don't want the parrot to see what's happening in the club. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'll have I'll have a little remote control in my pocket where I can sort of close the parrot. And that way, the parrot never knows what's happening when I don't want it to. Shooey, that sounds pretty good. I mean, I, I'm done with my issues with it. I think you, got, you done solved it. Yeah. And plus, it'll be like this exciting thing for people at the bar because when they see the parrot door closing... They're like, oh, something's about to go down. Mm. That Big Hal doesn't want his wife to know about. Yeah, and then the whole bar whips their head and looks at you like, ooh, what's Big Hal going to get into? And then you just pull out a, a bag of full sodium, non-fat-free ruffle chips, and you right. spend like... Just those, are, those are just called regular ruffles. Oh, okay. Yeah, regular ruffles. And then you just, you put that chip in your mouth and your eyes get all glazed over and you sticking your tongue deep in them ridges, getting every bit of salt. Yeah. Well, my wife's really been watching my sodium intake, so I would hate for her to come into the to the bar and, and hear that parrot go, mm-mm-mm, love these regular ruffles. <laughs> Mr. Possum, it's your turn to tell us something you'd have in, uh, what's your nightclub called? I haven't really pinned it down. Uh, it's either gonna be uh, Gatorade, because of the gator that's under the dance floor, or it's going to be called Don't Fall Asleep. I, I'm not really sure. Don't Fall Asleep is actually a pretty apt name for a nightclub. Exactly. Go somewhere else to sleep, you ding-dong. But I'm very excited to bring back the lost art of mud wrestling, Big Hell. Remember mud wrestling in bars? Oh, yeah, that's good. This is a good idea, Mr. Possum. I'm excited about this. I'm excited to go somewhere where there's mud wrestling. Man, oh, man, you're going to have some, uh, I guess, some some babes in bikinis hopping in that mud. No, we're going to have one guy who's just covered in wet mud, and he's there in the club. You just don't know where he's at. And if he picks a wrestling fight with you, you got to finish it. You got to pin him. He's a mud boy. It's all he knows. So, yeah, you got yourself like a little mud fella there. Yeah, a little mud feller. I think maybe we'll call the bar mud fellers. <laughs> or just mud feller, because there's only one of them. But anyway, <laughs> he is covered in wet, slippery mud, and all he knows is wrestling. All he cares about is dominating you in front of your date. And you better not let him do it. Not in front of everybody. Sure. You could be out sitting there on your bar stool, sipping your little drink. And the next thing you know, you are on the ground and you've got a slippery, muddy elbow around your neck. And buddy, you better defend yourself because Mud Boy's got his hands on you. Yeah, you better come into Mudfellers prepared, one, to not fall asleep. Right. And two, to wrestle a little Mudfeller if that if you if you should have to. Maybe if people fall asleep in my, my robe and slippers room on them lazy boys, I'll just send Mud Boy in there. And be like, go get him out of that chair. And he'd go, yes, sir. And go run in there and just wet little feet. <laughs> Come on down, them mud fellers. 
<laughs> don't let your guard down and don't fall asleep. Continue, please. All right. Mr. Possum, nothing sends your clientele packing at a nightclub like late-night pangs of hunger. So you want to have a snack available. And more and more places are foregoing the traditional bag of white cheddar Cheez-Its behind the bar for a signature snack like a popcorn machine or a guy who shows up selling jerky. You know, that kind of stuff. My nightclub, which again is called the second Double Deuce 2, is going to have a hard bean dispenser. Hard bean. Hard beans, the real man's popcorn. What are hard beans? What is a hard bean? It's just a bag of dried beans from the bottom shelf of the grocery, put into a dry crock pot on high, and then you sprinkle in a little Cajun crab powder if you want. Ooh, hoo-wee! Dang things practically leap out at you when you take the lid off. Mm. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, is it a memorable snack. And it's very filling, and you'll find a nice pot of hard beans lasts you quite a while. Yeah, because, yeah, no one's ever going to have one. I don't think the human body was designed to digest a hard bean. Isn't that true? When I'm sitting there sort of shaking shaking a few hard beans in my hand uh, because they're hot and I, I don't want them to stay in one place in my hand at the, uh, uh, the whole time. Sure. And then I pop a few into my mouth and they, they crunch against my teeth and it's almost like it's almost like I'm eating another pair of teeth with my teeth. And uh, there's something very uh, something very manly about that experience and very memorable, and I think people will associate it with the bar. And It's just a great signature snack for Big Hal's, you know, flagship nightclub. I agree. What's the next element you would have in your dream nightclub? Well, last time we was talking, you were talking about some snacks that you like to have around. And my bar's going to have snacks, too. We're going to have basically a ball pit, but it's going to be full of hard candies. You know, you got your runts, your Skittles, M&Ms. All right. And there'll be um, some little homies in there, too, just little prizes. You can get in there, waller about, and just fill your pockets accidentally, because you're in there, with candy. Yeah. Mr. Possum, I, I, I like where your heart's at in this, but I don't like where my stomach is going with it. My stomach is... Folding over with revulsion at the thought of eating hard candy that people have been rolling about it. Oh, relax. Just people off the street just jumping into a big pool of hard candy and then somebody is supposed to eat it? I don't think so. You worry too much. I've taken the precautions. The candy is clean. and These people are going to have their shoes off. I'm not going to have their street oh. shoes oh. in there. That's gross. Somehow that's worse to think about their bare feet being in the hard candy pit. Oh, God, Mr. Possum, you're killing me with this. Well, you know, the candy ball pit ain't for everybody. Ooh, that's the name of my club, Candy Ball Pit. Okay, so uh, we've had Gator Smush, we've had uh, Mudfellers, and we've had Hard Candy Ball Pit. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, I think Candy Ball Pit's the winner. Get in here, take your shoes off, and... Climb in with some runs. Now, what about the little mud feller? Is he allowed in the hard candy ball pit? 
No, he's too dirty for the ball pit. He can come on his night off if he ever gets one. Man, that's uh, that's got to be quite relieving when you show up. You show up after a hard day, and you see the mud feller not covered in mud, relaxing in the in the hard candy ball pit, and you're like, well, that's one less thing I got to worry about tonight. Is that guy sneaking up to me and putting me in a dirty headlock? That's true. I got to say, though, if you recognize the mud feller without all the mud on him, you're a regular, and you've probably wrestled him before. So you're safe. He ain't going to wrestle you twice. He likes fresh experiences. He's a mud feller. Uh-huh. Big Al, one last drink. What you got? The last thing I want my dream nightclub to have is an in-house barber. Now, this is a good idea I've been sitting on for a very long time. See, guys hate going to the barber. You got to make an appointment or wait somewhere, and you usually got to go during business hours when cool guys like me are asleep. But here's a late-night option for a quick trim, and it's happening at the bar you're already at. You just snap your fingers and yell, Barber, two inches off the neck flap. Or, Barber, got some gristle around the ears. And the world's most underpaid barber runs over and cuts your hair right there at the bar or at your table. Heck, maybe he'll even give you a shave. Although it's not a great idea to have a guy holding a straight razor to someone else's neck at a real rough and tumble roadhouse. Like the second double deuce, too. Mm -hmm. Should a bar fight break out while you're getting that shave, you got pretty good chance of getting your throat slit. Oh, yeah. Plus, you know, at this bar, I imagine there's going to be a lot of funny body jokes being told. You don't want to laugh. Right. While you're, someone's at your throat with a blade. Maybe we could do it as a kind of gimmick where the where the barber could learn how to shave somebody with a broken bottle. Where he sort of like comes over and he smashes your beer bottle against the table and he uses the uses that, uh, that busted bottle to sort of clean up around your neckline, you know? Mm-hmm. And then get him to do a real good Austin Powers impression and he goes, oh, be shaved. I mean, that's a great joke, too, too, but uh, that doesn't really match the vibe of my place. I don't think there's going to be a lot of Austin Powers impressions. Really? Well, you can count really? me out, because that's all I like to do when I go out drinking. At your place, there's going to be a lot of Austin Powers jokes going on. I ain't going to outlaw it. Why well, leave the house if you can't imitate Austin Powers? I can't think of something else he says. Well, Mr. Possum, since you can't think of another thing Austin Powers says, how about we move on to the final element in your dream nightclub? Sure. Unlike your club, I've got a tight nightclub owner's office. Something real nice. Something that's got the best stuff sitting around. You know, I got runs that ain't been sat on. I got a lazy boy that ain't been tackled by Mudfeller. I got all the good stuff, but the best thing about my office... So a chair and some candy is yeah. is what you were able to reach for there. Chair in, and in, some in candy. Your brain, in, your, in your fantasy. Yeah, okay. but you know, it, it's different clean runs that ain't been stepped on by the general public. I know, man. We're dreaming here. But the best part is I've got a water tank on the other side of the wall, and there is a circle that you can see through in the water tank. Wait for it. I've got a mermaid swimming around. A mermaid? Yeah. 
Like a real mermaid. A real mermaid, like a fish person? Yeah. Like, are you, are you saying there's a real mermaid in there, or are you saying you have a lady in a fish costume swimming around in there? Ideally, I would love a real mermaid. I would. Yeah, well, who, who wouldn't, Mr. Possum? Well, yeah. For, but, you know, I'm probably going to have a lady in a mermaid costume going up for air in discreet ways to sell the illusion she's a fish person. Because okay. when somebody comes in my office and they see a mermaid swimming around, they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, he's got a mermaid in here. Yeah. And full stop. They're going to say that. And I'm going to be like, yes, I do. What can I do for you? I probably won't do it. I'm very stubborn. Uh, Mr. Possum, can I, can I raise a uh, practical concern about your, about your nightclub? What? That if I was an investor, say. What? This might be, this might be something I would bring up. But you, you seem to have a lot of positions and roles to fill on your staff that are not revenue producing. Can I say that? So, like, for instance, you have an alligator. That's a mouth to feed. Nobody's paying the alligator anything. You have a mud feller. It's, I guess, wrestling for tips. I don't know. But uh, you probably got to pay the mud feller something, and he's not bringing in any money. Now you got a mermaid in there, and uh, she's not even, you know, people aren't even able to, I mean, I, I suppose somebody could toss a coin in there and make a wish. And that could be some income for her, but she's not really bringing in any income either. I'm just saying it's going to be kind of expensive. You got a lot of mouths to feed, a lot of people to clothe at your nightclub. And I'm not, I'm not seeing a lot of revenue streams. Oh, well, it's no problem. I'll pay the mermaid in fish. I'll pay the crocodiles and people, people meat, when they misbehave. Gators. Yeah, uh, gators. I think you said, ga- I think same, you said it was oh, gators. Oh, come on, same difference. We're talking about the same guy. And then the mud feller, I'll uh, keep promising promotions for him, and that'll keep him on the hook like a fish. Yeah. Do you think fish are cheaper than dollars, Mr. Possum? Of course. It's just a fish. It's a dirty old fish. You're adding you're adding a weird wrinkle to this where you have to go out and buy fish well, with money. I gotta pay the to mermaid. Pay your mermaid. Yeah. Okay. And I can't give her money. It'll get all wet in there. I see all kinds of problems with your business model here, Mr. Possible. Oh, I'm sure you do. And you should be listening to me because every bar I've attempted to open has has failed miserably. So you should be listening to me. Only a fool would pay a mermaid in paper money. Think about it. It's going to get wet. You can't spend wet money. I'm going to pay her in fish because fish are designed to get wet. She can then sell those fish for money when she gets off work at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's pretty simple. Fish, money. All he needs a little work ethic. You got yourself all the money you want. Well, Mr. Possum, by saying fish money, you've really turned me around on this. Uh, so I, I apologize for questioning you. Sure. Yeah, sometimes you just need to put it a certain way, dummy. I get it. You're just a dummy. The Big Howl and Possum Podcast. Toot toot.